Hello, my name is Xavier Mercado, and this is Spearhead Conversations. Hello, my name is Xavier Mercado, and this is Spearhead Conversations. Today, I am joined by John Brander, a.k.a. Space Crime. I'm telling you, when it comes to music, this man is the melodic, the lo-fi, the the essence in the air. Um, From what I've heard, man, it's truly special. The man has a God-given gift. And for that, I had to reach out. And uh, yes, he's here with us today. <laughs> hey, yo, thanks for that incredible introduction, man. <laughs> What's up, man? How you been? Man, I've been doing great. I've been right. doing great. That's, it's, been, it's been a good year. It's been a good year, man. Yeah, man. Um, since I first heard about you um, through the Drace interview. Yep. Um, yep. That's when it officially came. I had heard it's about homie. Yeah, I heard about you before then, but um, that's when it got solidified. And I was yes. Like, okay. Yes. So, yeah, man. I've 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 heard your catalog, a lot of your catalog, Dope. actually. So, um, Dope. I've been pretty excited to do this. Me too, man. Me yeah. too. I was I was happy when you reached out. Never yeah. did a podcast before, and it was just a pleasure to talk to you, man. So that's what we're at, man. Yeah. Well, first podcast, yeah. Well, you yeah, know yeah, we yeah. gotta. <laughs> I popped that cherry. Yes, <laughs> yes. Kidding. We're gonna need a few more of those throughout throughout the conversation. I think. Oh, for sure. All right, man. Well, I usually give this time. You just want you want to say anything? We kind of we kind of got into it already, but yeah. um, when you uh. If you're ready to to hop yeah, in, let's, let's just do it, man. Let's just do it. So, um, space crime. Yes. Where did you grow up? Man, Milwaukee native, Bayview native, actually. That's what's up, man. I've been waiting. I've been waiting <laughs> to bring on someone from Bayview because if you're from Milwaukee, you know, during the summertime, Bayview. Yeah, yeah. It, it's just it a does vibe. Shine in the summer, that's it, for sure. It's just a vibe. It's yeah. it's I I love the 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 life out there. It's just it's different. You got the lakefront. Yeah. You got a uh, Bayview Bash. Man, that, that is yes, litty. Yes. There there's <laughs> some litty. great. Yeah, yeah. Uh Bernhardt's does Paps Festival. Yeah. Right off KK too, and Lee's used to be uh, a spot in my early twenties that I, I when I go to Bayview, I'm like, we have to go there. Yeah, you know, and it's still a great place. Yeah, for it's sure, it's still a great place. When I, when I have friends from out of town, we'll go there and play some pool, ski ball. Yeah, but yeah, in the summer it's nice. You got the parks, you got mm-hmm. all. Tons of bars and restaurants (laughs) now. So the the community there has come a long way. I mean, when I was growing up, those bars would have been more like dives. Yeah, for sure. uh, That you don't necessarily want to go in. Nah. Were not a lot of restaurant choices, not a lot of shops that I would be interested in, but it's a whole community now, and, and it just kept building. And uh, I decided I wasn't going to leave. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm home. <laughs> Pretty much, man. Uh, so what was uh, what was childhood like uh, growing up in, um, in Bayview? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was good. good. I, I can say 
now with full confidence, I was one of the lucky ones, man. Yeah, for sure. I think I think I fought my parents on that a little growing up, but <laughs> yeah. looking back, man, I had I had two really great parents, uh, a great sister. We always had a dog yeah. to love, you know, and and the family was always together. Yeah. Um. So. Looking back, I have a lot of great memories. A lot, I have of, a great lot of great memories, memories and, and a lot of them happened in Milwaukee. You know? For sure. And you know, like you, you said, a dog in the house, like that's kind of, um, we didn't actually have a dog in the um, house. Like we grew up, uh, I grew up in low income housing. Yeah. Which, yep. nothing wrong because like where I grew up, uh, pretty blessed. It was it was a nice home, um, but you couldn't have pets. Yeah. And yep. that's... That's one thing I always wanted. So, Absolutely. So three years ago, we finally, uh, well, I ended up getting married and finally pulled that trigger. Yeah, you got you Boom. got yourself a pooch. I, <laughs> her name is Nala. Oh, I like that. This, this is actually the first time I've ever said Nala on air. Did you get her as a puppy? Yeah, I got her as a puppy. Wow. Here's the crazy part. She, <laughs> technically, I did not know she was going to be a rescue Okay. But believe me, when I showed up to that house, I saved that doggy's life. I totally came. Okay, so she's a a mini pin. Okay. So I came for a traditional coat mini pin that looks like a little mini Doberman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, that's not the case. They they said they didn't have (laughs) it. Um, They brought out two other dogs. The other one was heavy coated. And then showed me her and then it was kind of like yeah 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 that was the choice but while i was waiting they left the door open and they had like shit you not like 15 dogs oh my god and just man um the dog that i came for comes up to the door so i'm thinking like oh they can't find him because he's right here with me and then they say but long story short blada blada um yeah we got nala three years old she's my She's my baby. She's awesome, man. (laughs) Yeah, went to a good home. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, childhood was good. Uh, What, what, uh, what was uh, school like? What what, went to? uh, Grew up going to Lloyd Street Elementary. Okay, Um, and that that was a great experience. Actually, I would say. I mean, I'm an '80s baby. I would have been going there from the mid '80s to the early '90s, and it was, I want to say, an open minded. Pretty liberal grade school. Okay. Um, neighborhood school, bust there from Bayview, but it had an emphasis on community, the arts. They had a program called Peer Mediation that was all about getting yeah. getting to know you. I think a lot of schools oh, hell do yeah. that. We had peer mediation at our But I just remember I don't I don't want to say it completely worked, but I I feel like the things they did in that school <laughs> yeah. helped a lot of us get along. For sure, like yeah. I, I just have a lot of good memories of that school, and maybe it's the the nostalgia, yeah, and and the time since. But it definitely, uh, some of the things I learned there have definitely stayed with me my entire life. That's awesome. Yeah. What type What type of hobbies were you into, man? You know, I've always been fairly fairly artistic. Um, back then, I would have been heavy into drawing, uh, reading comics. Yeah. I think I was already kind of kind of into uh, movies, stuff like, I think on the weekends, I was always begging my parents to get me a comic book and take me to the video store. <laughs> so I was kind of basic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Still am. But uh, well, co- comic, you say comics, right? Yep. 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 Man, yep. Um, 
I just reached out to. Have you ever heard of Geek Set Podcast? Oh, that sounds super familiar. I think I have. So the guy, um, Rudy Strong and um, Demetrius Strong. Okay. And then um, Ron Picardi. That sounds familiar. Well, um, I just reached out to these guys, but they're all into the the nature of comics. Are and, they? And yeah, man, they just taken that like geek culture, black culture. They fuse it together, and it's okay. It's, it's yeah, amazing. I've heard of that. It's, I have heard of that. It's amazing. I think uh, you'd you'd find a lot of interest in in uh, the content they put up. To this day, I watch a lot of comic book content. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, I fell off. It was something I was into grade school, throughout middle school. <laughs> High school came around, and then it was more like girls uh, fitting in. Yes. Yeah. I, I kind of got a little too preoccupied with fitting in, you could say, and just feeling like I had a group of friends. Kind of let some of my passions fall to the side because... My new passion was just feeling comfortable and like I was welcomed into this new community and school and yeah. whatever. Man, so neither neither quite worked out that way. Yeah. Kind of forgot, was still into art, still would buy, you know, graphic novels and things like that. But then all these years later, right around 2019, it just, it hit me like a flood, man. It was like my heart was missing that all these years. Yeah. Started collecting again. Yep. Got a lot of comics now. <laughs> <laughs> so so I'm selling them now too, you know, that's, and that's just part of it. You, yeah, you, you gotta you gotta trim the trim the leaves back and yep. sell some out so you can get more in. And but it, it's a it's a great hobby. I feel like it's a very positive hobby. Um, you know, you you expose yourself to tons of different stories from around the country and world you support artists that yeah that's what i was about that's to say their dream you know yeah this is their um, creation a, a lot of i like a lot of independent books so you're supporting those writers too mm -hmm. and just For sure it's definitely a community i'm happy to support and, and hopefully one day be a bigger part of you know it, yeah. it's something I'd, I'd like to stay in touch with for years to come so that's awesome so what age did uh did music start speaking to you? Man, I feel like that's been almost a lifelong thing. Yeah. Like from from even before I had my own taste in music, I remember my mom, and we were like five years old. I was like five or six, and my sister was like two or three, and she would put on this Chuck Mangione record. Okay. The the jazz musician. Yeah. And he he had like a few kind of funky. I forget the name of this album. I have it in my collection too. I just it's not coming to my head the name of it. Yeah, it, it's got his most famous works on it though. And there were some up tempo tracks. Man, she'd be like, "This is our cleaning record. I need you kids to start cleaning the living room. We're gonna clean the dining yeah. room. That kind of stuff." And uh, I love that record, man. Yeah, my mom's cleaning uh, music was uh, Mark Anthony. Hey, that Mark. works too. Yeah. That'll that get sounds, you moving. That's some Hector level, <laughs> salsa, and all that. So, so yeah. it kind of started there, and okay. then, but then grade school, um, man, I was exposed to so much great music there. And at the time, Milwaukee had uh, V1, not V100. I'm sorry, it was Hot 102, 102.1. Yeah. Which is a like alternative now. They were all hip hop and R and B can, back in the can day. Can I just say it's so ironic that you say that because as of lately, 
I've been listening to 102.1. Have you? As of lately. Like, <laughs> not even a whole hey, month yet. they still play good stuff. But, they yeah, I kind of, like, a couple weeks back, I just came on to them, and it was picking up my uh, my twins, and... They got a good mix. I'm just like, damn, you you keep hit after hit? Okay. Yeah, yeah. You've made it into the preset? <laughs> oh, yeah. I, hey, I still stroll past that that call sign. Um, yeah. But back then, yeah. like, that's where Dre was premiered in Milwaukee. That's where I remember them playing Snoop Dogg's uh, My Name Is uh, over and over. It was like an hour straight. They were like, we got the exclusive. And during the song, it would constantly be like, hot 102. So if you were recording <laughs> yeah. it, yeah. They had, it was like before the watermark. They had the watermark all over. And man, I just, I loved hip hop from like, Probably 80, was it 89, 90 when Hammerhead Can't Touch This? Okay. Probably when you were just being born, I was rocking out to Can't Touch This. Can't Touch It, dude. No, I think yes. I was born by then. <laughs> what year, man? It um, was like 89 or 90. Oh, shit, I what think. am I talking about? No, actually, I was being born. Yeah. I wasn't swimming no more. It's just such <laughs> a such an amazing song. You've heard it, you know. Yeah. But that, like, Vanilla Ice, even, he was popping back then. Um so those are your your musical influences? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> My boy came on here, Vanilla Ice, MC Hammer. Hey, I mean it. it my tastes got refined and and more matured as time oh, went for on. Sure. But, hey, that. Well, I remember deep, us being yeah. on the. I was on the bus. Like, hey, can I trade you? Can I trade you this <laughs> hammer? Can't touch this tape, and I'll get your vanilla ice tape. We can dub those at home and then trade them back. That's so dope. We were our whole bus was into that stuff. Our uh, digital underground too. Humpty Humpty Hump. Humpty Hump. I do the Humpty Hump. I just watch me, <laughs> man. Still got that on the classics. That. Pick that up on vinyl later. Were yeah. you a Beastie Boy fan too? I know it, man. You know it. Absolutely. He's like Run DMC to this day. To this day, man. <laughs> That's what's up. But yeah, that, yeah. The, those were the beginning years. You oh know, yeah, you know. Well, um, yeah. It, 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 to think back then, so like when I was growing up, like my earliest is like Lauren Hill, mm. um, Nas, Pac, yes. Biggie. Oh, Pac, man. Yeah. Um. So that's kind of the the era I came in. It was real. It was after NWA. Yeah, you know, it was, and it was right after that whole. You know, you've seen the movie. Have you seen the movie? Absolutely. Okay, man. so yeah, it's 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 kind of after that era. Of NWA just like was like, <laughs> like they were out when I was growing when I was in grade school. They were popping. Yeah. Uh, Express yourself was like a hit at that time, but my everyone knew they they had the um, f the police and yep. all that stuff. So. One of my parents would even see me like look at their records at the at the Sam Goody or Musicland or Best Buy. They'd be like, "No, no, no, you're not getting anything with parental advisory on it." Yeah. So I just didn't really <laughs> experience it until middle school. Yeah. That's when the kids had the better tapes I could trade for, and got you. And some of that was coming onto the radio at that point too. Like Dre had become a certified. I don't want to call him a pop star yet, but he yeah. he was that dude in gangster rap, and the chronic was I was playing that clean version. All the time. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, so where did your uh, musical journey start? As, like as far as creating, as creating, yeah. I would say 
it it did start in high school. Um, started a, a man just real homemade. Like I, my dad had an old Macintosh computer, and I figured out a way to sample into it where I would either take a CD and record uh, samples from the CD directly into the computer. Um, which eventually led to me learning how to sample off vinyl and things like that. Had to buy a little adapter. Yeah. But I couldn't, at the time, I couldn't figure out how to record anything with a mic. Yeah. The computer just didn't have the right, I didn't have the right adapter. So I would hook up a boombox that had the, where you could put two cassettes in it so you could dub yeah, yeah. tapes. And I would put one tape in there. That uh, it was one of those car adapter tapes, and I'd hit <laughs> play on that, and it would play whatever was coming out of the Mac yeah. through that boombox. That's dope. And then I'd throw another tape in the the second cassette tape and hit record, and that's how I'd get beat tapes off the Mac. Do you hear this world? Do you hear <laughs> the the trials this man went through? To can I just get an applause? Hey. <laughs> I like that. Let's go. <laughs> That's what's up, bro. But yeah, man. That was the first. And I'd, we'd plug like a karaoke mic in there. Sometimes we'd freestyle or just like sample other sounds with the mic. Uh, but that definitely led to wanting to yeah. up the ante a little. And simultaneously, I got after I'd graduated high school, got my own place. Pretty quickly was like, I want two turntables, too. That's what's up. And both things evolved kind of at the same time, but I will say for most of my 20s, I almost was more focused on the DJing. I loved collecting vinyl, man. Look, you do. So you were a DJ too. Yep, 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 okay, yep. Okay, so the world, man. The I think I was like DJ Johnny back or maybe, uh, yeah, I think I was just like Johnny. Yeah, DJ, DJ Johnny. DJ Johnny. Like yeah. I would have gigs at... Uh, Man, this place, The Groove, which is now Blackbird Bar, great bar on uh, KK in Bayview. But that was like my yeah. little residency where I'd get to go there every Saturday night, whether I was alone or with some friends. Yep. And we would get to play everything from funk to soul to like we would just buy records that hip hop artists had sampled from and make whole nights out of that. And yeah. a lot of that goes on in Milwaukee. People do that bigger and better than I ever did. Yeah. How long did you uh, DJ for? Man, I want to say regularly for at least 10 years. Okay. Um, primarily like more like the bar scene, not, mm -hmm. not big room, big club stuff, but almost every week to every other week during that era. Yeah. But then as as I as I got older, going into the 30s, I started to get really into sampling those records. Okay. Brought me back into the the beat making that yeah. I was already into and learning to layer things and you know lear learning what the key of a song is and <laughs> st staying in key and things how you add a bass line under a sample. Yeah. So that started then, I would say like late 20s, early 30s. And, you know, I kind of, I'm slow to learn and adapt with a lot of things. I think yeah. I didn't hit up YouTube University for a long time. I was like, I don't want it to corrupt I me. can do this. Yes. I can learn my all on my own. Yep. It'll be all me. People will know that's the space crime sound. But yeah. 
you know, as time went on, I myself was almost getting bored with my process. Yeah. And I was exclusively sampling off vinyl, um, which led me to kind of down this rabbit hole where I was like, why don't my, why can't my kicks sound this way? Certain things like that. And it, yeah, it's a sound design issue, but it's also where you start. And it led me down this rabbit hole of sound kits yeah. and collaborating with producers that are engineering current sounds. For sure. So that's kind of what brings us closer up to today is when I started to just analyze what's in my arsenal and no, it doesn't all have to be sampled from my collection. Yeah. And it's led to this this whole other thing where now I have a vinyl collection and I have hard drives full of <laughs> full of dude. sounds. <laughs> <laughs> so we got the sound collection, the vinyl collection, the tapes. Yeah. Um and uh man, I it's not going to stop anytime soon. There you go. I feel so where? Ooh. <laughs> so where did the name Space Crime come from? <laughs> I had to do that. I'm just doing. It. <laughs> I was like, "Dang, that's kind of dope." Yeah. Um, where did the name Space Crime come from? Well, I I think I came up with it. My friend Zach, he might say he came up with it. Yeah. But like twelve, yeah, like twelve or thirteen years ago, we were regularly meeting up, playing each other records we had just bought. And one day we were like, you know what, man? We're both really into listening to obscure vinyl, trying to recycle it into a newer song. We should work together. And like, he knew that I like to make drum beats and stuff like that. So he was going to be more the selecting the samples and I'd do more of the composition work and putting it together yeah. with drums and a bass line and stuff. Um, and one day we were just talking about what our name would be. And I, I, I think Zach was like, you know, there was that one day you were talking about how someday we're all going to live in space <laughs> and the crime that happens on earth isn't going to stop once we're in space. Will it just become crime or will it be called space crime? <laughs> and we were, you know, you know, we might've been a few beers deep. There might've been some, something lingering in the air. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But we, he brought that back up. I think that's what happened. And, and I was like, yeah, I kind of like that. He was like, I kind of like that too. Yeah, man. It was solidified. I think like a day later, we were like, yeah, man, it's space crime. Hell and, yeah. Uh, you know, time th things, things happen. People pursue different interests, things like that. My guy, Zach, he's still one of the best people I know. Super he's creative. One of my best friends. Yeah. But he ended up moving away from the, the group. Yeah. And I just adopted the moniker and, and absorbed you. space crime. <laughs> there you go. Well, since you became space crime, you've uh, kind of, no, not kind of, you've made a name for yourself. Um, We're working on it. We're working on it. Well, um, one of the, the uh, instrumentals that you made is for an artist that I actually, well, Drace. Yep, and yep, yep, it yep. was for sound like. So since you became um, space crime, you've actually you've made a name for yourself so much so that um, 
you've your your instrumentals are featured in a lot of artists uh we're working on music that. We're you know on that. one of them happens to be drace yes so let's uh right here fire man man very thankful for drace man he's a huge supporter space crime what a yeah make it clap what it sound like yeah i just flew in town that's for one night yeah i'm high like feeling all right yeah pull up in that bill rocking all white what it sound like baby what it sound like yeah gonna make it clap that's dope, man, dog, man. Thank you, man. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate you. Drace did he man, he did his thing on that one. Well, I'm kind of th- on that song, man. You got you you made the instrumental. Yep. yep. Um Steve Hybicki uh mastered it. Man, it sounds crispy. Um Philly Flyboy did the actual video. Yep, yep. Stunning. Views are still going up. Yeah. Say that's one of Drace's big videos. Very thankful to be a part of it. Man. So like just like the the collaboration of so many sources and, and just you know, that's what I love about like that that culture, you music, any type of like passion driving. Yes. Yeah, it's just like hell yeah, man. Man, and Dra Drace really has been instrumental in helping get my name out there and putting me on. He uh Man, we've had a, we had a few other songs, and he's had us on numerous radio stations. Yeah. Played at Bucks games, you know, yeah. just, just stuff that helps you helps you keep your your strength up and want to keep cranking out yeah. good music. And well, good a lot for, more is coming, yeah. you know. A lot more is on the way. Well, good for you, man. Because you know, like you, like doing the podcast, and like man, I, I I you know I've said it on a lot of the the episodes, but. Dude, I love doing this. Man, I, just I can tell. Love doing this. Like it's it's a different conversation every time. And it's it's fun. I can tell you enjoy getting to know people, man. <laughs> yeah, for sure, man. Well, now I'm starting to experiment like different ways I could switch up the interviews and just yes. you know, obviously with the noise that the <laughs> the pitch difference um yes. I did earlier, but yeah, man. Get, getting to know the effects and all the different things you can do. Yeah. So, um, you're you're now being known for, um, your production. Yes. What? Yep. Was a was a big year. Yeah. Um, took my beats to Milwaukee Big Beat 2022, which is, I would say at the moment probably one of the biggest beat battles in the, the Milwaukee area, put yeah. on by Breaking and Entering. And uh, they they put on a great show. Sixteen producers battled it out. That's crazy. Um, I, th- I forget it. I think it was like six for like six weeks kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and so many great people show up and compete. So you get to not only you know hear dope music, but you get to meet new people. You get to learn who the other producers in the city are, who some of the other artists in the city are. And I just went there. With an open mind, willing to talk and meet people and play some of my beats, and yeah, round after round kept happening. <laughs> people kept voting for space crime. Yeah, man. All of a sudden, we went from spring to mid to early summer, and and they voted me the champion, beat battle champion, twenty twenty two, and that's dope, man. man. Man, it's crazy feeling, bro. 
Well, they, I crazy mean, feeling. Just so you get a, a what type of beats this man creates, because I like, like I said, I've listened to the catalog and, and it's just Thanks, like bro. it's a different feel every time. So it's like you gotta appreciate that. But I, I'll hit him with a yeah, yeah, okay. Uh. You taking me back with this one, <laughs> man? I I'm thinking of some people I need to send this one out to, man. I don't understand how people haven't come across this. <laughs> Man, YouTube can YouTube can be a tough place sometimes. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> but yo, it's not. The thing is, I feel like it's just a matter of creating, staying consistent with creating what you love. Yeah, and then just taking those at bats. Like, you know, the, that beat might not have gone anywhere yet. Yeah. But Man, we got 20, 30 more years for that beat to go to go to the right person. I'm just going to put it out there. If it does, it was featured <laughs> here first. Holla yes, at your boy. Yes, sir. Spearhead. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, yes. I love it, man. You know, and, and through the, the stuff that I hear, I can I can totally sense that your passion is there. It's, Thanks, man. It, the, the, man, it takes you to this vibrant type of feel just relaxing and just being in tune with the the setting it's yeah. what i love about your 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 instrumentals and it's just like you know there's a lot of different i feel like a lot of genres inspire them you're unless i tell you like this is gonna be a lo-fi record yeah it, you're probably gonna hear all kinds of stuff my sound is definitely gotten more modern yeah. i like i like what the kids are doing i like yeah. what the teenagers and these yeah. cats in their 20s going out listening <laughs> yeah. to rage music and moshing and all well, that you, stuff you gotta you gotta think outside the box i you know a lot of um friends of mine that were musicians growing up they they wanted to contain themselves to a certain sound and it was like no yeah. you gotta be okay with listening to britney spears and then absolutely and then going on and listening to garth brooks you need to expand your <laughs> sound and then you could do it to the smashing pumpkins you know what i mean like you need variety that is how you're yeah. gonna thrive That's especially when you're a creator creator of yeah. music or, or what i feel like whatever you're creating it's good to have the not just the one niche that yeah. you love but look at some of these other things too because it'll only inform your passion and your your niche yeah. and what you're focusing on um which hey it, it and i'm not saying that's easy it took me a long time to learn that too yeah because i get in my zones mm -hmm. I, I i you know i'm kind of a loner i like to work alone on a lot of the music while i do collaborate i was gonna ask what what is your creative process like man like you i would say these days like the last couple years I have I basically have two rooms in my house. I have my bedroom, which I have a whole setup. I got monitors on my bedside table. I got a little MIDI controller right there. Yeah. And then I've got my home studio, which I've recently been throwing photos of it up on uh Instagram Reels. I'm trying to trying to show off a little more of the process. Yeah, for sure. But for me it, it's kind of all for lack of a better word vibe based. Yeah. Um if all right, I get creative a lot when I'm winding down for the day. That's why I need the setup by my bedside table because I'll be like almost getting ready for bed and then I'll go, oh, wait, I know what to do with that one beat now. Mm -hmm. Or it's like ideas come to me when I'm winding down. So I've got that there. So the, the vibe is almost like I'm relaxed. Yeah. I'm open-minded. 
And then in my home studio, that's also where the, like the toy collection, where all the action figures are, and like <laughs> the movie posters. I got the two turntables. So that's kind of uh, part of my process is just getting in that zone yeah. and seeing all these things that have inspired me through my life. Um, that's dope and authentic. Most people will actually talk about a process, but it's like you're you're speaking about, <laughs> no, I got to be in my element, man. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not saying I can't come to you to like collab I need to on see, stuff. But. I need to see Woody in the cor- that corner over there. <laughs> I need to see Chucky in that corner. <laughs> That's awesome. Though. You know, it's it's a it's not like a need per se, but it's Aww, my vibe. Yeah, you know? man, that's awesome. I like to do things a little different than the like super clean, like amazing, like awesome neon LCD lights and all that. Like yeah. I, that, that's a vibe too, for sure. But my home studio is like <laughs> it's it's a natural extension of my mind, yeah. and. Uh, the process is usually like it could start with a record that I'm listening to where mm-hmm. I just I really like a piece of the instrumental. So I might I'll start with a loop usually and that could come from vinyl. It could come from an old CD I'm rocking. Yeah. A lot of times nowadays, I would say at least 50 percent of the time it comes from a, a loop maker or a sample maker. Um, but I, I would suggest this to all my upcoming producers or, or old time producers like me if you're gonna do that buy the rights buy the lease rights to those sounds yes which indeed is, which is key um you, you can find days where there's 50 percent off on that stuff but like i'll buy packs from some of the best producers in the game yeah and start with that sometimes like if you can't get inspired or find a starting point that's a great place to start. Yeah. Is with a sample that's already licensed. And I'm not saying just leave it there. Like manipulate it. Play with it a little oh, bit. Yeah, man. But you got that starting point where you can find a groove. And that's actually how I make beats every day. Um, I can't necessarily start from scratch with just starting with chords on my MIDI controller every day or a sa- a creative sample from an obscure record every day. Yeah. So, man, like four or five times a week, I'll just pull up a sample pack from an artist I love or producer I love, like DJ Payne One, um, Polyphonic Sound Library, Drum Bro- I get a lot of kits off Drum Broker, and th- those have that more authentic sound from producers that recreate soul records and stuff yep. like that. That's so awesome. you support them get them a little bread for their hard work, and then you can create something that hopefully you get a little bread and respect from too. For sure. And I I feel like those packs, like some of them are produced so well, you can just listen to them like an album. Yep. So that's when I say like just creating a vibe where I'll listen and be like, ooh, okay. Here we are. (laughs) Yes, yes. And then you pull that, you know, eight to 12 seconds or whatever and start to figure out how you can expand that into a full song and do I want to add more records or do I want to play my own keys over it so I usually just start with some sound wherever I guess I went in a real roundabout way of getting to this no no this is what you're (laughs) supposed to yeah you need to let people know like no but yeah you know I'll, I'll get get those bass sounds and I'll usually do my drums last. Mm-hmm. I'll, I like to almost know that I can rock out to a song without the drums at all. Okay. Um, like the bass will come after I've got the melody. And I think that's fairly common. I yeah. think that's pretty common. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'll figure out where I want my drums to go. And a, 
I don't necessarily do 100% of all the drums myself either. I got MIDI kits with hi-hats and things of that nature. Like sometimes you're going to have a hard day. <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're still going to want to make beats, but yeah. your brain's not going to work. Well, it's kind of like writer's block. Yes. Yeah. And like there are ways to get over writer's block mm -hmm. and little cheat codes to get through that. For sure. So I guess what I'm saying to my producers is don't be afraid to use tools that are there to help you. Yeah. Because, that man, ever since I decided to use those tools, just that's what helped boy. bring me to this table with you today. For sure it did. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's crazy, man. Um, so that's definitely the meat. You know, that's, that's, yeah. that's the meat. But I will say I think a lot of creative-minded people, whether it's music or whatever it is you're into, the process really never ends because I'll be watching a movie. I'll hear a line I like. I'm like, oh, I got to pull that out. <laughs> or you'll hear just on yep. the soundtrack, like a old watching some old horror movie on Tubi or some free streaming channel, and you hear like some ding, 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 yeah. creepy keys. I'm like, oh, I got to write down where exactly this one hour and three seconds in. Yeah. I'm going to sample that. <laughs> Definitely. So that the mind never stops working with that stuff, you know? So um, when you, when you, now that we got down that creative process, yes. my boy just hooked all you producers up. <laughs> so you best <laughs> you best to tune in. Um, where do you draw your motivation from? Hmm, man, that now that's a question I've never. I don't even think I've asked myself before. Yeah. I would say. Definitely part of it is just the passion of the music itself. For sure. Motivates me to want to be part of a community I love and respect. Um, also, man, I when I wake up in the morning, there's it's it's almost second nature now, but I want to live my best life now. I know that's kind of a generic <laughs> phrase. YOLO. But hey, no, no, man. But but what's inspiring it is I want to be healthy physically and mentally. For sure. And I know that music is part of that. It's been a, it's been in part of my life, a big part of my life for over thirty years. Um, so I don't know if I've exactly answered the question, but but what motivates me to do it is just man, I I love it, man. Yeah, man, and, and that's where it should be, you know, like that's. Doing this, I, I never know what I'm stepping into. I've I've stepped into some crazy conversations. I'll tell you that, but for the most part, yeah, that's where my where my I draw my motivation is just like it's it's the love first, and it's it's all the stories that come behind it, and all these different walks of life, including yourself. Man, so I love I love that. And <laughs> hey, and when you put it like that, I would. Like just the word love, I would say like the love and respect for the history of music. Yeah. And mm -hmm. even like like we were saying, beyond the genres that we're most comfortable in, like as I've grown, I can listen to almost any kind of music. Mm -hmm. And I've been getting a lot more adventurous this year. Like I would I would say for probably probably half my life, hip hop was the dominant sound. And it mm -hmm. is still a big part. It always will be. Don't get me wrong there. Oh, yeah. But 50% of the time now, I'm exploring other genres every single day. Wow. 
and enjoying it. Yeah, man. You know, it's, like the the passion of just listening. Yeah, and and, and I, I'll tell you like this: music is like I have that down to how I've timelined my life. I'm so serious when I say that I could tell you where I was based off of that's what crazy. Song. Titanic, Celine Dion, Love Bro. Goes On, Third Bro. Grade, Summertime, um, in fr- in my. In my Are you b- trying to say that song's underrated? No, never, ever. <laughs> Fuck no. I was in front of that TV tearing up. Yeah, he. Hey, I may, I may. I think I was 15 when I came out, saw it in the theater with my my whole family. I cried. I may have cried. No, I did. In the theater, in front of everybody. They took me out to movie theater because when the guy hit the propeller, I lost it. Oh, I was yeah. like, that's real. Like, I put two and two, like, okay, they're dying now. <laughs> yeah. And they had to walk me out of the theater. I yeah, you, you, you were still a little young man. for that. Yeah. 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 So it was it was third grade, but, oh, man. Had me I remember it's funny because <laughs> that song was so popular at the time, too. Yeah. And when that, you know, I was at the age where we were riding around, me and the homies were riding around, that would come on and be like, why is this coming on? Like, <laughs> come on, like popular radio. Like, we'd, yeah. we'd go from hip hop to that. So I'm just like, what? But it's funny, I can hear that song now. Yeah. I get sentimental for that hey. era, bro. <laughs> <laughs> well, then you hear a song like that, and right after Savage Garden comes on, and it's just like, I'll be your Man, I, there's this song. I think the artist's name is like Sam Gillatry. I'm, I'm sure I'm pronouncing his name wrong. He's a Scottish producer. Yeah. But he has this song on his new project that has that flute. And every time this track comes on, I, I swear when you drop this interview, I'm gonna look up what it is and throw it in the comments. Yeah. It just takes me to Celine Dion right yeah. away. It's a my mom my, my raised me on Celine, so I already had some some music already stored in my yes. head of her, but yes. Yeah. So uh, as space crime, what what um what highlights have defined your career as a producer? Man, I feel I feel like we kind of have gone over some of them. Some of it, yeah. Um, definitely with the award, the big beat yeah. uh, victory was huge for me. Um, other big highlights, working with No Domini Beats. Um, they've produced for every everyone from like Wu Tang Clan, Jedi Mind Tricks, uh, Rick Ross. Pretty much anyone you know in the industry that's used a boom bap or a soul beat. Yeah, Anno Domini's probably had a track on a few of their albums, and I've had a chance to collaborate with them on some tracks and be featured on a bunch of their mixtapes. That was really big. Um, they've helped me sell beats, which was an honor. That's awesome. And uh, so that was big. Working with Drace, I already mentioned. Yeah, huge. He he really helped uh, show me out to the city. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got. A lot more on the way that's going to be a highlight, too. Fire. Yes. Um, you know, this year I've gotten to work with a company, Good Vibes Only. I want to shout them out. It's my buddy Paper Stacks uh, production company where they throw concerts with local musicians, uh, local hip-hop artists. And then they'll usually have, like, he'll, he'll bring in local uh, chef 
with snacks or like a local that's, fashion brand. So it's kind of a whole night. Yeah, you get a whole atmosphere. That's awesome. And uh, he brought me on to do some nights, and we got some coming up for the new year. Okay. So that's I have been getting out to DJ in that regard, and yeah. I man, I love DJing for artists. Like that's mm-hmm. kind of the evolution for me, where I'm not necessarily out DJing at the bar on Friday night. Yeah, but I will show up to DJ for the artists, <laughs> and it's just such a blast, and it's a it's a blessing to be out there with local talent and just having fun together on a stage with people that love listening to music. Um, so that's been huge. Got to shout out the High Tribe, uh, King Miles. King Miles, you, yeah, you've worked with King Miles. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, right here. Drop the cost in my direct deposit. Collect the profit. I selected my investment options. I like it. Miles has bars. He has bars. All of my visions in HD. I live my life and they pay me. They no lately. I don't have time to be wasting. I'm trying to live like a Laker. Get on the front of the fader. Okay. we about to go major. Yes. Yeah, man. But no, he, him and Jeremy, he goes by Unknown Entity Online. He, uh, those guys are a great team of, of creative people. Miles being the rapper, Jeremy actually he he helps promote High Tribe. Yeah. He sets up concerts. He, man, he supported me throughout the whole beat battle and just man, he even made sure I got to the beat battle when my car was on the fritz. Like yeah, just a huge supporter of, of local music. And we've got an album coming out in 2023, um, the VR experience. And oh, I'm sorry, virtual recluse. Oh, I believe yeah. it's the VR experience, but it stands for virtual recluse. Mm-hmm. And um, it's gonna be fire. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a different side of space crime. It's gonna be more of my boom bap vibes, more yeah. of the more of the lo-fi vibes coming through. And I already know Miles is gonna be bringing some crazy bars. It's well, that song I played that sure. was also your uh, your instrumental. He was rapping over, right? Yep. Yep, yep, yep. I had to, I had to put that out there. Yep, yep. No, that's that's gonna go. That's gonna go hard. I'm really looking forward to it. He's put so much hard work into it. It's been in the work since last spring. Yeah, and uh, and likewise, Trace is dropping a record. Yeah, you already know Space Crime is gonna be on that bad boy. Damn, Diggy. Um, well, I'm 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 in the talks with you. I'll say it, but you know the commercial idea I have. Yeah, man, um, we're gonna work. Definitely, we're gonna work. we gotta get down to work and and just, um, yeah. This what I'm trying to do for this city. It's it's based off of you know conversations with you, working with locals and just because dude, we got so much talent here. Hey, man. I love what you're doing, man. man. I love. I, I mean, I'm sure there have been local mm-hmm. podcasts that. You know, love to those, love to everyone that's shining a light on what's going on in the city. But I've queued in on this one. Yeah, I've listened to many episodes. It's been really cool to hear local artists that I've seen perform live. That's dope. And like, like Steve Hybicki, like he's engineered songs I've done with Drace. It's really cool. Yeah, to hear him talk about the process and just, uh, I love the uh, variety. For sure. You bring to the podcast where it's, you know, it's not just yeah. artists, but you got businessmen oh, too. Yeah. And For sure. And I appreciate that. Um, tomorrow we uh, release uh, 
Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, Nicholas Bontempo. Yes. So yes. that's going to be exciting. Um, you know, I, he might not remember this, but I did meet him back in the day at Neutral Ground. Really? The, yeah, the, <laughs> this team, this uh, team of more creative people from Milwaukee, we had this team called Art House Bando back in the day. It was like a collective okay. with uh, rapper Spades, Hot Science, my guy James, like a bun- bunch of us cats, and we were trying to do something a little like more alternative hip hop, a little more psychedelic. Yeah. And they did James and Spades. I believe it was those two guys had a uh, video, and they decided to shoot part of it at Neutral Ground. That's dope. And uh, it's funny you say Neutral Ground because across the street, when I I moved from South Milwaukee last year, but um, across the street they had a Neutral Ground. Ironic. Just I had to throw it in there. Or is it Common Ground? Am I tripping? No, it's Neutral Ground. Okay, good. It's Neutral <laughs> I was like, Ground. I was like, am I tripping all of a sudden? No, well, yeah, I had one across the street. But no, I I, I follow I follow him on IG. Looking forward to that interview for sure. Yeah, man. Um, you know, and it, it's it's just um, and hopefully, you know, through everyone that's coming out on the platform, you know, don't be afraid to reach out and you you know. And hey, it, I'm gonna be reaching back out in 2023. <laughs> I'm gonna be like, you know, this was a big year. Let's yeah, update. Let's do it. <laughs> You know, hectic is this week, so you know, reach out, man. He man, check that hectic podcast out. And I know for a fact, like you know, him and what he addressed is like when he sits down, he he wants a whole catalog in front of him that he could just go through. You know, and and you know, you got the variety, bro. Yes, yes, I do want to. I definitely want to bring more of that throughout the year. You know, I'm gonna have. I'm definitely going to have more modern stuff. I'm going to be dropping some EDM music, too. Let me uh, know when you do that, bro, because I've always had an interest in the EDM. Do you? Like, oh, oh, yeah, oh, man. Definitely. Dude, definitely. That, that should just... I'm ADHD, so it's like that type of energy and vibe just has me... Man, hey, there's this... this <laughs> Another producer from the Big Beat 2022, Scylla. I just want to shout out Scylla because he's a fire producer. Yeah. Oh, dude, I've heard so many songs by him where I'm like, who is this? Who the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> like, this is the vibe. He's like, oh, I made that. Yeah, you know, I did that. I did that. Yeah. But no, I want to, like, I'm just putting it on the airwaves right now. We're going to collab on some EDM. We've been talking about it. For sure. He's brought me out brought me out on Halloween to do a little quick five-minute set and... Yeah. You know, we're going we're gonna to be bringing the flames in 2023. That's dope. So, um... You know, this is this has been a career path you've um, just been becoming successful with. Um, what type of barriers have you had to overcome to to get to where you're at right now? Yeah, man. I mean, several, it, right. and they're they're generally for me. Like when I said I I did have a good childhood and like parents have supported me. A lot of my barriers came from within. Yeah. Um. I would say going back to teenage years, there's been depression and anxiety there. Um, I think I've always been a little melancholic. Yeah. But so in some ways that makes me a little, makes me isolate. So from Mm -hmm. a young age, I wasn't collaborating as much as I probably should have. Yeah. Also, I was scared to ask questions. Uh, I was scared to go to talk to people I didn't know and introduce myself. Um, got 
social anxiety. Oh, for sure. All, yeah. all this crap, right? Yeah. So that's leading us up to self-medication. Okay. So we got another barrier. We already had these barriers. Yeah, you already in there. <laughs> yeah. And then I threw that in the mix. And, you know, I was always, uh, I, I mean, I, I'll always say I'm pro-cannabis. Mm-hmm. But that wasn't really the issue. It had gone beyond just using cannabis and moved on to the pills, the pill life. Yeah. Um, I would say in the the 2000s, I don't, I don't know if it was always this way, but it just became very accessible. Yeah. And I would say I'm one of those people that kind of got hooked. The first Percocet they took with the intent to yeah. get high, I... Uh, I know I had had medications for like dental procedures in the past. Yeah. Never thought about it. Never mm-hmm. thought of it that way. But as I got older, um, you know, and we all got our, everyone's got something. Yeah, right? for sure. Everyone's I mean, I, I, I have me, um, you know, alcohol was a big thing for me. Um, alcohol at the age of 13 came from trauma. Yeah. Um, I was just going into middle school. My sister's dad um, ended up cheating on my mother, and it really, uh, you know, it took a toll on our family. And, you know, that's a part of your life. You really need a, I would say you really need a man in your life because you're going into middle school and you know how vicious you hear the stories, but and then you personally being in it. But, um, you know, it was a, it was, it was a new world, and I, I really needed guidance at that time. And, um, him leaving the picture, it Man. just, um, I was hurt. I was confused. I was angry. Um, yeah. On top of that, I I was, I'm ADHD, so I, I was taking Ritalin yeah. and uh, antidepressants. And yep. um, it was just a lot of things going on. But it, what, what it was was trauma. And based off of that, from that early age, I was drinking. Yeah, you know, um, those weekends come around, man. And young people don't always give yeah. each other that great of advice, do they? Well, yeah, <laughs> man. Well, you know, I I had an older crowd around me, so it, I mean, it was fairly accessible for me yeah. to to get, yeah. which, you know, um, and until um, last year, you know, in this past year, I've rediscovered myself, and I, I finally understand. That that was my biggest block of potential. And um, I've never gone in depth about my drinking, but um, it's, you know. That's huge that you recognize that. uh, I mean, well, you know, especially with you, you know, you saying, um, you know, what you went through and, you know, not everyone has the strength to do that. So, you know, if. You know, I honor that, you know, you said a little bit about what you've gone through. I'm I'm open to saying what I've gone yeah, through. No, and hopefully for sure. people can understand, you know, if you need help, you need help. That's man. Yeah. And I I will say it's it's crazy how lucky I was because this goes to the importance of family, but you know, I let that that one pill turn into so many a day, like so many, I had nothing left to speak of to my name. Yeah. I was living with my mom and she, I mean, I was terrified. I think this happens with, it doesn't even have to be drugs. It can be any part of your life you're not proud of. You just 
you're terrified to tell anyone the truth. Yeah. And uh, she finally just kind of busted me out one day and was like, you're not the same, you know? Yeah. Hearing it from her, finally hearing it from her. Yeah. It... That was the day. After years, like yeah. multiple years of using opioids, that allowed me to tell her the truth. And, you know, while my dad was alive, no matter what sh- trouble I got into, mm-hmm. he always loved me and he was always there for me. Yeah. And my mom has done the same. And that saved my life. Yeah. I didn't have any money to go to treatment. I wouldn't have had a place to st- I would have been homeless if it wasn't for her, you yeah. know? And uh, and she was there to listen to me, bitch and moan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and you, you you know you get in that like, you know. It's crazy. They're angels. There's man, angels here. And man, I as I've gotten older, I'm yeah. just. It's like every day that I still have my mom, I just feel lucky and thankful. Yeah. Which is a complete reversal from twenty year old space crime who would have been like why why are you always on my back yeah just let me be me <laughs> oh definitely when it's just concern because because a lot of parents are just you know they've been through this too oh for- trying to share that insight and I, I, you know being a parent now you know um it's learning that if you push they rebel i have a 13 year old and yeah, I'm, I was one of those. Yeah, and and <laughs> well, uh, you know, like I'm learning that right now. It's such a, it's such a, a curve for me because, you know, I want to guide and I want to instruct what she should be doing because of what I've been through, but not realizing that, you know, you still gotta let these, you still gotta let her live her life. Yeah. And it's um and you be just be there for her. And that that's that's really what it's coming to. Um just realizing people were still there for me after I made mistakes. And that's a beautiful has thing. It's made me so thankful this day and age, you know. I think um I've been blessed. You know, you've definitely been blessed. Man. Um, how how many years have you uh, your sobriety? Um man, uh believe it's 12 years i've been off the opiates i was in the methadone program yeah so um that's my mom helped me get into a methadone program in milwaukee it was you know it starts off difficult you got to go every single day you got to get up at 5 a.m or earlier every day of the week and go get your medication you you know and it's essentially i'm sure a lot of people know about it but it's a a medication that substitutes. Yeah, it, it, it basically it it bridges keeps the body from yeah. feeling the withdrawals essentially, and it's generally a little easier to wean off of because it has a long. It stays mm-hmm. in your body a little longer. Yep. And man, I was so scared for so many years to even get off the methadone because I thought for a, lo- a long time I thought it wasn't me. Yeah, that was doing all the good work. That it was like the methadone, but I had a really great counselor there, and through the years, just slowly, very slowly, weaned off. And then this summer, I finally got off the methadone, and it's been about four and a half months now with being free of that as well. Wow. Well, I'm gonna say I'm gonna do this twelve years to four months. 
Let's my go. boy keeps strong. Yeah. Man. Um, I made a year, so I'm I'm push, still pushing. I, I just feel like, you know, um, and you've directed it, your energy to so many some, positive things. Yeah, it, it's it's it was substituting the habits. Yes. And, and that's what it really comes down to. Man. I started reading. I started reading self-help books. I started reading financial literacy and and just ways that, you know, structure. Is is that's when all the books that I've Man. read in the past year, it's about restructuring like purposely creating healthy habits yeah. instead of just mindlessly allowing yourself to fall in them. Yeah, man. <laughs> it's it, you know. I feel that, man. And I mean, we like you said earlier, not to sound cliche, but you only have one life, so it's like yes. you got to make the best of it. Man. It's and you know, I honor you for saying, you know, bringing that up because honestly, most people are afraid to say that. Most people are afraid to admit to it. But the I will I, any advice I could give to someone, especially going what I I went through. I've lost friends. Oh, yeah. I've lost dozens. You know, yeah. and it's like the minute you accept the truth, that's when you'll truly heal, man. So it's just that right there. And I and I hope yeah. If anyone's listening, hit me up if you need to talk about it. If if it's something you're scared to talk about or. Or, or just even just think about it. Just thinking about it's the first step, kind of. And I, I know it's a tough process. Yeah, I know it's a tough process. But as someone that's gone through it, mm -hmm. I also know if you let people help, it yeah. can work. Yeah. And uh, man, you know what uh, I would say that I didn't mention in the barriers, and this is actually more of a less generic core. Like I would say, this is the core of. This is something that even goes into motivation. This is a barrier and a motivation. Yeah. And I think a lot of people can relate to this. I, I swear I've heard therapists talk about this, but there is like this voice in my head, and it's never a friendly voice. It's a voice that says, you're not good enough. Yeah. You're not talented. You're mm -hmm. a freaking imposter. Yeah. And that voice especially back in the day I would let control me yeah or it would say like you're too shy or you're not this and this and this so that would lead to the substances to shut that voice up yeah and it wasn't until I heard people I've looked up to and, and and doctors and therapists say like oh no we all have that voice yeah <laughs> like, and we do to yeah. some extent we have mm -hmm. a, our version of that yeah. Um, maybe some a little more, maybe some a little less, but just realizing like I'm not the only one that's scared and yeah. anxious and um and that took a long time. And now that's a motivator for me. It that's something that helps me get out of bed and work out every morning. Yeah. And it it does. It shuts that voice up. Yeah, man. Having it, having those healthy habits. Yeah, it, 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 it's for me it starts off in the beginning of the day. And yeah. just um, listening to some motivational, you know, it, it, it starts like that. And just telling myself I'm worth it. And, yeah. you know, this whole journey in the last year, um, it's been great. 
It's been awesome. It's been like I said, rediscovery. So good for you, man. And and hey, likewise, you know, right back at you, I'm, man. I'm just I'm proud you're here with me. I'm proud we had this little moment. You yes, know? <laughs> man. We're 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 only just getting started, oh, man. Yeah. So let's uh focus back on the music. For sure. Um challenges with producing where you know you mentioned earlier you have like the writer's block where you you get to a point yeah what are other challenges that you've faced i mean i mean there's many um the the one that comes to mind that i think i think a lot of producers will relate to is just getting my beats sold and placed like what whether it's directly selling a beat or giving an artist a beat to take a percentage of the streaming revenue, that's something I want to attack head on at the end of the year into 2023. I just want, and part of that goes into the being shy, um, Mm -hmm. but you got to take a lot of shots when you're a producer. Like like let's say in uh, 2022 so far, I've sent out beats to 200 different artists. Well, there's like five of them I'm working with out of that 200. Wow. So I'm, I'm starting to think about this a little more clearly. Like, well, you know what? I should probably send out beats to 500 <laughs> next month. Yeah. You know, and, and keeping an email list, keeping the people you communicate with and, and meet up that you can collaborate with, just send them those beats. Yeah. Don't even, like, I have a plan of tomorrow to send about five local artists a beat pack that that's something I wasn't doing the last couple of years where, where I'd like ask people, do you want one or mm-hmm. just send them out? Just send them. I, I, I mean, when I'm promoting um, Snapchat, I got to, you know, I reopened my Snapchat, but I got a pretty awesome following through there. Do you? Yeah. So it's, um, you know, and those people, they open it up and then I check the streams and they're, they're really going, and it's pretty awesome. But nice. yeah, it, it, you got like you, yeah, you can't. You just got to do it. Like you just got to do it. And, just, and and I know I talked about being consistent before, but that that's also a hurdle where if you're gonna say you're a producer or a beat maker, I mean, I would like like to think I'm both. Yeah, I think a lot of people would say I'm more of a beat maker because. So a lot of the stuff I do is by myself. I'm not necessarily recording a live band, mm-hmm. mixing each instrument down. Um, I would like to do more of that, like working with, with the artist directly, working on the vocal stems, things yeah. of that nature. Um, well, when you but, got stuff like this, I mean... I like this one. You got a vibe, bro. Space crime with a logo. I'm just taking my fingers and just doing the little piano. Yeah, this definitely has has more of that sci-fi. For me, anyway, this is (laughs) definitely an on-brand space crime beat. Yeah, man. (laughs) Well, yeah, now you've shown, let the people hear that we got some of the boom bap. Yeah. We we got some of the vibey trap stuff too. Yeah. Hey man, I I'll tell you, 
You keep putting content out like that. You best to be fucking dropping. I don't care if they get annoyed hey. with it or not. Like that man. better be in their their inbox. Man. And a, hey, a hurdle I'm working on right now, man, is just being consistent on not just with the beat making. Like that's become less of a problem for me mm-hmm. now. It's habit to make beats every day, but the thing that wasn't a habit was YouTube, Instagram, yeah, Facebook, like. I think it's been like the last two weeks. I've been throwing a beat preview or like a short beat on reels every single day. And I'm going to do that the rest of the year. I mean, yeah. All right. Maybe six out of seven days a week. But (laughs) you're going to feel like they're coming every single day. Yeah. Well, get me on that list because, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. This is, I, I love it. There, it's just when you could vibe out to something that really t- touches like the soul. Like, you know, you even I'll put another one. Let's go. Yeah. This See, is off the lo fi project. I, it just, it hits different. It hits different as we do. Hey, this is, yeah, this is what this Get is the mood I'm in right now. Like when I go home tonight, this is what I'm working on. This this type yeah. of vibes. <laughs> oh, I appreciate dope. you, man. man. I appreciate you. Well, just, like I said, you got a variety of you, so like I'm down with it, all of it. Like oh, send you know, it. <laughs> man, that reminds me, man. I gotta quick jump back and shout out my homies Gorilla Ghost mm-hmm. and Triple I Records. Some some huge, big, impactful Milwaukee artists because not only has, did those guys let me remix two of their tracks and be on two of their official remix albums, yeah, but uh, Martin, my man Tron Jovi, the the <laughs> label head at Triple I Records, okay, he's he's hooking your boy up. We're gonna we're gonna be doing a like a twenty minute EP shorter album, okay, and I want that to be like my first official official. Not just a beat tape, yeah, but it's gonna blend together and be that official first space crime project. Okay, got you. I mean, the beat tapes are gonna be dropping. You know, (laughs) we're dropping one before the end of the year, but in 2023, man, shout out Gorilla Ghost. I'm really looking forward to to doing something on that label, and and, you know, I'm gonna make sure they're on that project too. With with that, you know, you're kind of answering what? Who's on your bucket list, like? I mean, you just named a few, Ooh. you know, but man, well, we, we already, you know, luckily I already got a few like Dre. Yeah, sure. I did want to work with Drace and Miles, been, been a fan of Miles for a long time. Uh, like a, we'll do a Milwaukee bucket list. Yeah. I definitely want to get some, uh, tracks in with, with Gorilla Ghost as like an official collab. I'd still like to work, uh, get like a newer track out there with Nile. Nile X Nile, mm-hmm. one of the one of the best local artists right now. Will on Water, man, Hectic. Okay. I want to get, yeah. I want to get a couple in with Hectic, man. <laughs> Maybe that that he, man. I will tell you, spitting. Yeah, his diversity is crazy, man. I, you know, I've listened to some tracks where you know is is hardcore into the culture and that he's in, and then where it's others that'll. That'll just be like, okay, set back. It's kill. It's chill. It's relax. I, you know, like it's just that variety you need, man. Yeah, it's dope. So yeah. who else? Um, but man, I like you know, I uh, I like a lot of the the younger cats in the city. The Cronies crew, Eli Stones, Lake, Genius, 
Uh, I'd like to get some tracks in with those guys. They're on the rise right now. You know, they're they're a little more on the alternative vibe with some of their stuff, but people yeah. go people go crazy. Eli Stones has an incredible live show. That's dope. You know, one one of these days we're gonna get a rager in there together. Um, mention Scylla. I want to just collab on the production with him. But then, like, if we're going out, and I know I got love for all my Milwaukee artists. If you, <laughs> if you weren't mentioned, just know. Just know. I'm just too on the spot right now. <laughs> <laughs> but like, if we're we're talking worldwide, like, man, or, or any any producers yeah. or artists, I would just love to sit next to Madlib while he makes a beat. Okay. And just watch him in person construct a beat or be in a studio set just sitting on the couch while Dr. Dre is mixing a record. Um, those those would be experiences that would, like, freak me out for the rest of my life. Well, we're going to manifest that right now. <laughs> and I'm going to make this recording. Hey, Dre, when you hear this, <laughs> Mad Lib. Hey, Dre. <laughs> When you hear this too, um, just know we uh, we manifested this moment, <laughs> man. But like you know, some of my my favorite uh, hip hop artists, period, like Black Thought, yeah, man, that would be so crazy. Okay, Black Thought. Um, who who else? Who else? Freddie Gibbs. Freddie Gibbs is a beast. Man, oh, he's man. been on oh, heavy man. rotation lately. Yeah, that boy. Ooh, that's fire. Heavy rotation lately. Um, mm, from and from the new cats. I don't know. And here's the thing: I can only listen to like half of this guy's music, but the half that hits, Yeet. Okay. I, I don't know if you've ever listened to Yeet. He's I've I've heard more on the heavy synth sound, more of the mm -hmm. rage beats. But man, when one of his songs connects with me, it it's on repeat. It's on a different <laughs> level. It's yeah. there. Yeah. He's, he's he's the the good kind of weird. Yeah. You know? Um, so he's one of the young cats and like I'm thinking of a lot of producers, but I'd love to collab with like a Nick Mira, because I've sent I've used his loops before and <laughs> he's just a melody goat. Yeah. He did so much of Juice World's um yeah. music and that I would probably say of all and unfortunately R.I.P. Juice World. Yeah. For sure. If there was an Apple Music wrapped at the end of the year, guarantee he's number one on my list for like the last four years. Yeah, man. Um, you know, and it's it's crazy because it's like that saying: you never know what you have till it's gone. And sadly, with like musicians, no one really listens to them until man it, that you know they're gone. I mean, hey. And then, no, with, I, I, with Juice, you yeah, know Juice. we were rocking. Yeah, Juice. hell yeah, Juice. <laughs> Juice was a Juice was a culture, bro. Like that was just, uh, you know, he took he took the industry. Out so many it. people have told me this. Where do you see yourself in the next five? Hmm. Well, I'd like to say I'll still be in Milwaukee because I love Milwaukee for sure, Bayview. But in five years, I'd like to say I'm confidently living off my music, confidently living. And it, hey, if it's not just the music that I'm confidently living off the music and some other form of arts that I love. Um, I just want to keep building the space crime sound, the brand. And Hey, when we do this, run this back in five years, hopefully we're sitting on, you know, uh, that list of that bucket list I just yep. mentioned. Hopefully I got a whole new one and we're playing those songs I made with those artists. You For know? Sure. So, Hey, I it, it, 
just I just want to continue to evolve in a positive way in the musical community, and hopefully it does allow me to uh, collaborate with people across the world. But I just love yeah. Milwaukee. Well, I have no plans on leaving. Hey, yeah. Well, I'll tell you like this, man. I always tell people who come onto the platform, this is for you to use. Throw it at people. Get let man, them get to know who you, you are, appreciate man. Appreciate you. Because that's what it's there for. This is to get to know you. They man. get to know you. And then through that, some type of collaboration comes through. You know, I do yes. got a lot of musicians and, you know, um, it's a variety, but there's a lot of musicians already that have come on, you know. And yeah, I see that. That's yeah. The, that's and the, the, you got a bunch more on the way. Yeah, man, a bunch more on the way. And it's, yeah. it's the beauty, you know. Um, but definitely, yeah, man. man, what advice would you give to aspiring producers? Man, don't be afraid to create. Don't be afraid to ask questions. Tell that voice in your head to shut up. Stop being so shy and just ask some questions of the people you look up to. How'd you do that? Go on YouTube. Don't don't think you're too good to learn from other people. Um, or or not that you're too too good, but don't isolate yourself in a creative box. Yeah. Um, always always look for for new input, new ideas. Um, Another A, and this goes, this is beyond the young producers because we we know I'm 40 years old now. So just if it's something you love, age ain't nothing but a number. Yeah. Just keep keep grinding, keep being consistent, keep doing what you love. And it it's like it's not even the the success isn't the end goal. Like I'm already in the goal. I'm doing what I love right now. Yeah. And when you're doing what you love, you'll you'll generally feel positive, yep, uh, healthy, happy. I could tell you like that. I could do this the rest of my life, man. Uh, yeah, I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> I could do this the rest of my life. You no, know, yeah, I can tell it's coming naturally for you, man. And it's 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 positive vibes, bro. Yes, positive vibes. Yes, yes. But man, I am I am truly honored and likewise, man. Thank you for you know just bringing you to the you know this conversation and just you know absolutely being transparent, not being afraid, absolutely, man. Because like, that's what really what makes these conversations, man. And I always walk away from each conversation like first thing I do is like I, when I get home, I'll replay this whole interview. You know, I I listen to him right after. Yeah. But what I walk away with is just like, man, I got to step into that. You know, I got to step into your world. Hey. And I got to be a part of your world for the the time being in the, in the conversation. So it's just something that that just brings so much like, you know, excitement, warmth, just like. Hey, man, and you're yeah. making a lot of friends because yeah. I feel like I got a new friend just from us building up to this podcast. Hell We've been yeah. in touch. Yeah. I feel like I got another friend, an ally in the city. Oh, for sure. It, you hit me up, It's been an honor man. for me, man. You hit me up, man. I, and I'll say, you know, the biggest thing that has come from this podcast, man, she, I have networked and the numbers oh, are in there. So it's like <laughs> with with the variety of people variety you're in contact too. with, I can I can definitely see you going places. I mean, I just hope, you know, um <laughs> you know, through this, you know, conversations like yours, um, you know, you understand that there's a reason why you're here and understand like you represent 
the city that that means so much to all of us. Yeah. And you know, that's the blessing in itself. Yes. Um, I truly honor the person you are and I'm I'm like I said, I feel honored and blessed that you 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 stepped on this platform and just Thank know you, you're friend. one of the Thank people you. that make Southeast and Milwaukee fucking special. And I want to say that, you know, we're going to do an outro, and you know how okay. we're going to do this outro? Hey, wait, wait. Can I, can I oh, say one more sure. thing hey, before you know the outro? Yeah, why would I fucking one, cut you off? Just you one go. last thing, one last thing. Hi, Mom. I love you. Love you, Bessie. Thanks for listening. Spearhead Conversations. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, baby. Space crime with a book.